Radio, you can check out the video version, which will be on our web page. A trip to the supermarket might seem like a shortcut to raised blood pressure with a cost of living crisis, but all jokes aside, in the future it could actually be a lifesaver. As part of a UK study, electrocardiograms or ECG sensors were installed in the handles of supermarket trolleys to screen adults for abnormal heart um, rhythms while they shopped. The trial at four Sainsbury stores over three months screened more than 2,000 adults by getting them to hold the trolley handle for at least a minute. It then flagged people with irregular heart rhythms that could um, be put at risk of stroke and they were sent for follow-ups. Professor Ian Jones of Liverpool John, John Moore's University is one of the study authors and he joins us now. Hi, Professor. Good morning, Carl. Good evening to you. Thank you. Hey, what did you find out in the results of this study? Um, the, the study had two main objectives. The first one was to see whether people would actually use the trolleys because um, we weren't actually sure whether they would or not. So we've, we, of those that we asked to participate, two-thirds of people agreed to push the trolleys around and so we were confident that that would uh, lead to further studies. The second one was that we identified 59 people with atrial fibrillation. So if you have atrial fibrillation, that you are at greater risk of stroke, heart failure and cognitive decline. So of those 59, 20 were known to have atrial fibrillation, but actually there were 39 that were undiagnosed. So you picked up 39 people who otherwise would not have known they had this potentially, well, it has potential for more serious um, conditions like a stroke. Yes, that's right. Yeah. So 39 people that were walking around with no knowledge that they had this abnormal rhythm and they were at greater risk of these other um, illnesses. And so what happened when you identified them? Do you flag them for follow up? And what is that? Yeah, so the, um, what we did was we identified them, we, we spoke to them, we then gave them a clinic appointment with my colleague, Professor Gregory Lipp, who is uh, our, one of our local cardiologists. Um, he saw them in clinic. When somebody has atrial fibrillation, we have to risk assess them. So some people are at greater risk and need, for example, if they're at greater risk of stroke, they have to have anticoagulants or blood thinners. Um, those that are at lower risk, we can just monitor. So the general practitioner, the family doctor was aware of those at lower risk, those at higher risk were, were given anticoagulants. And what was the accuracy of the trolley sensors? Yeah, so we measured, we looked at whether they were um, particularly uh, effective at picking up atrial fibrillation and also how many false positives we may get. So there were a number of uh, uh, problems with with, this, with the sensors in as much as the movement across the trolley handle were picking up a number of false positives. So it's we're, we're not under any illusions that this is very early stages and that we need to improve the quality of the sensors. We need, so for example, the sensor we used, uh, which had been previously kite marks and was appropriate medical device, it requires 60 seconds of connection. The um, main guidelines suggest that you only actually need 30 seconds of connection. So we're now working with other companies to try and reduce that. That will obviously reduce the amount of muscle movement on the, on the trolley. Um, but we're confident that if we can eradicate the artifact or that muscle movement, then that will provide us with an even greater opportunity to identify atrial fibrillation. So people were largely positive about participating. Did you go to a cross-section of, of supermarkets and, and a cross-section of population as such? Yeah, we, we recruited anybody over the age of 18. We, did, we deliberately didn't focus on particular groups. We recruited anybody. Um, and we actually targeted in the 
because uh, one of the things we would, we would traditionally see in traditional screening programs is that people um, who are the worried well, as we say, they would tend to go to a screening program. But those who are um, less likely to engage in healthcare initially are less likely to engage with health screening. So we want to introduce something where we would target people through their daily lives. So in effect, somebody would push the trolley around the store. Um, we would, they didn't need to make an appointment with a GP. Um, and that allowed us to target pretty much anybody that was likely to be, um, that, that was over the age of 18. We particularly focused on areas of uh, high social deprivation because we knew the yield would be likely to be higher in those areas. Um, but overall, it was anybody over the age of 18. Yeah, how much of a game changer do you think it is? Because normally, as you say, the expectation is that people will get off their backsides and, and come to a health service. They have busy lives, they have transport and access issues. So yeah. potentially, how much of a game changer is this? Because you're going to them now. Absolutely. And um, the, we often use the word hard to reach, and I've tried to change the narrative to hard, that they're, they're not hard to reach, we are hard to access. So one of the things we're trying to do is a number of studies that we've got um, underway at the moment where we're trying to look at ways of bringing healthcare to the community in a way that doesn't detract them from their normal lives because people are busy, they have complex lives, and so we're trying to take healthcare to them to ensure that they can actually be screened relatively quickly. Um, what, we, what we did do is we focused on um, supermarkets that ha- had on-site pharmacists so that uh, in the long term, that if somebody does have a, an abnormal reading, you have a pharmacist on site. So they're not waiting um, to be picked up by anybody in the future. They're not waiting. Uh, they're not worried about uh, that they might have a stroke in the meantime. Uh, we had a pharmacist on site and consequently they were seen very quickly. They were given reassurance. They were told exactly what would happen. So we think that other people have asked us whether we'd be interested in sort of rolling this out to in much wider areas. What my concern would be is if we're going to do this, we need to provide access to healthcare professionals pretty quickly. Otherwise, people will just sit and worry for for weeks on end while they're waiting to be seen by somebody. Yeah, I can imagine it'd be pretty traumatising to feel that you potentially have an issue that could lead to a stroke while you're just minding your business perusing the cornflake aisle. In all seriousness. No, no, absolutely. And that's why we wanted to ensure that whatever we did, they, was, they were followed up quickly. So they were seen on site by a pharmacist uh, immediately. Um, I then contacted them that evening once I'd reviewed the ECG and the ECG was then followed up with Professor Lip and uh, they were given an appointment uh, within the week to go and see him in clinic. So we wanted to ensure that there was no time delay and people were worried. We wanted to make sure that we were, we were following people up very quickly. Absolutely fascinating stuff. Thank you so much for your time. That is Professor Ian Jones. He's from Liverpool's John Moores University. Study they did um, was with the sensors and trolley handles that could pick up on people's um, unusual heart rhythms and identify whether they were at risk of stroke. What do you reckon? Would you be happy to do that while you're perusing the supermarket aisles, get a health check? Uh, 20 past six and you're with checkpoints on RNZ National. There are growing calls for the government